0: Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease, tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin, he sets the prisoners free. His blood can make the foulest clean, His blood availed for me. He speaks, and listening to His voice, new life the dead receive. The mournful broken hearts rejoice, the humble poor believe. Let us pray. Oh Lord, as we've gathered during this Lenten season, you have called us to draw near to you, not to feel guilty, but be renewed and prepared for what lies ahead for us with you. Be with us now through your presence as we've gathered in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading today is found in the Book of Isaiah, the 55th chapter, the 1st through the 11th verses. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen, that you may live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. Behold, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you will call a nation you do not know, and a nation which knows you not will run to you, because of the Lord your God, even the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. This is the word of the God, word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be God. to God. You know, yesterday, I went in the kitchen because my glasses had gotten so dirty I could hardly see, <laughs> and I went in there to get some stuff to clean my glasses with, I started talking to Sharon, and then uh, something else uh, came up, and I looked in the corner of my eye, I noticed uh, something going on with a project that I had going on in the next room, in the living room, and so uh, it needed some tweaking, so I went in there and took care of that, and then next thing you know, I was back in the kitchen and uh, did some other things. I think I took out the trash, and I can't remember what all else I did, and then I started back to uh, our room to do some more stuff, and I noticed I still couldn't see. (laughs) And I had uh, gotten so distracted with everything else that I hadn't cleaned my glasses. I knew they needed cleaning, but I just got so distracted I didn't do it. Well, I think our spiritual walk is that like that sometime. sometimes our spiritual glasses can get dirty as you if you would uh, through the Days and through being distracted and, and maybe we realize and notice that something's not right and we need to take care of it, but then this squirrel runs by and that rabbit runs by and this happens and that happens and we go off and, and then we come back and we're ready to, and then something else happens and then our glasses, our spiritual glasses just get dirtier and dirtier. And sometimes they can get so dirty that we can just hardly see spiritually. And I'm so glad for this season of Lent, where we all have an opportunity for 40 days. It's pounded upon us that we need to take time to examine ourselves, to check out our spiritual glasses and make sure that we are seeing things properly. And this passage that we read in Isaiah is one of the best Lenten passages I think I have ever come across because it just covers it all, everything that Lent is all about. Because Lent really is calling us to a gift. It's the gift of a rich and abundant life with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And uh, this passage, it's just like the Lord's just trying to get our attention and tell us what we need to do during this Lenten season. It starts off, ho, hey. He's trying to get our attention. He's saying, this is important, folks. Pay attention to this. And then he goes through, and what we see here, first of all, is a call. It is a call to the thirsty who know God, but know that they need more of Him and desire a closer walk with Him. He says, come everyone who thirsts to the waters. And then it's also a call, who are those who are far from God and know it? Later on in verse 7, he says, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man, their person, their thoughts, and let them return to the Lord. And then here's a very assuring line. And he will have compassion on him. He will have compassion. You know, he's not calling us to repent just to feel bad. He's calling us to repent so that he can love on us. And so he can be close to us and we can be close to him. So it's a call to those who are thirsty, to those who just live or living out of, I am thine, O Lord, I've heard thy voice. And uh, it told my, what's the rest of my, it told my, your love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. And then the chorus, draw me nearer, nearer. This is an invitation to those who want to draw nearer. It's an invitation invitation to those who are far from God, and they know it, and they may think that there's no way back. And he assures them, there's compassion. There's compassion. He'll take you back. Right in the middle of it, I don't know if you've noticed this, is Jesus. I don't know if you've noticed that. Right in the middle, there's a messianic. Uh, a thought where he talks about the promise to David and then he goes on and he actually speaks of the Messiah right in the middle of this passage. But uh, it's also a call in the light of all that to self examination. Look at the, he asks questions that are very thought provoking, aren't they? He says, you who have no money come and eat, come buy wine and milk without money. Then he says, why do you spend money for what's not bread and your wages for what doesn't satisfy? And uh, he, 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 he asks some questions there that <clears throat> many of us will find ourselves sometime and we realize that we're running around in circles We're putting out a lot of effort and we're not getting a thing productive in any shape, form, or fashion done. And we wind up finding ourselves in sometimes even self-destructive downward spirals. We're doing a lot, but we're not doing the right thing. And he's calling to us to examine ourselves and see if we're in any of those spots. And then he tells us how we can get out of this mess three times he tells us to listen to him have you noticed that three times he says listen carefully to me and then he says incline your ear and come to me and then let's see there's one more spot ah listen and tells us why that you may live. So he makes it clear what we need to do in our time of self-examination more than anything else before we start just raking ourselves over the coals. We need to listen to him. Come to him and listen to him. Let's face it, sometimes we rake ourselves over the coals for the wrong things. There's plenty he wants to deal with us about but lots of times we get caught up in the wrong stuff and we're feeling bad about ourselves for the wrong things even. But he, his word, he says, is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And uh, he goes on and he says, seek the Lord while he's near. You know, I never thought about that. Seeking something while it's near that's kind of weird, don't you think? How do you if it's near? Like, but you know what? I I think of the best example I've seen of what this is about is there was a little girl walking along talking to her grandfather, and she was just uh, uh, jabbering away, and he just kind of got tired of it, and he's just reached in his pocket and pulled out a five dollar bill. I said, "Why don't you go buy yourself something?" And she looked at that money. And she looked at him, and she put her little hands on her little hips, and she said, Grandpa, I don't want your money. I want you. And that's just it. That's seeking. She was seeking him. She wanted him. She didn't want stuff from him. She wanted him. Sometimes there will be 5,000 people in a room, and somewhere in that room, will be Sharon. And I'm always going to seek her out because I want to be close to her. And that's the way it is. We seek God. He may be near, but we need to turn our attention toward him. We need to incline our ear to him. We need to listen to him. And so he calls us to listen. And if we will do that, he gives a promise of pardon, reconciliation, joy, and peace, if you read on down in this passage. My goodness, but the most important thing to do is to open yourself up to his word in faith. Open up yourself to his word, trusting that God loves you. He sent his son to the cross because he thinks so much of you. Jesus died there so that you could have a clean slate with him. And so uh, he says, open himself, open yourselves up, be available and approach him in faith, knowing he's full of mercy and grace and wants to help you and wants to be close to you. There was a little girl that was, uh, she couldn't remember her Bible memory verse and she couldn't even remember where to look for it. And finally said, I think it's in the book of reevaluation.
1: <laughs> and
0: you know what? That's this whole book. This is a book or the book of reevaluation. You may have been valuing yourself by your own standards, by your own rules, and he calls us to put all that aside and value and evaluate ourselves anew in the light of his word. He says that his word, if you'll open yourself up to it and open his word, will not come back to him void. Now, I don't know about you. But whenever I sit down and open the Bible, there's a change in the room. It's like I have opened the door to the Holy of Holies. And I can just walk in and just be in the presence of God. And He speaks. He speaks. It's just like going into a like if you're going to the sanctuary when nobody else is there, you can just sense the presence of God. Well, this is just like opening the door into his presence because his words are right here for you. Now, I remember a a preacher, a story about a preacher that he wound up, uh, uh, his car broke down and he walked over to a tavern to use the phone and he called the tow truck and he looked over and he saw one of his church members, Frank, was sitting there at the bar And he was just all disheveled and just really looked run down. He just hardly recognized Frank because he was in such a bad way. And uh, the preacher walked over and said, Frank, what happened? And so Frank shared this sad tale about how he made a bunch of bad investments and everything just went south for him and that he was just in a bad spot and he just didn't really know what to do. And the preacher said, Frank, you just go home. You open up your Bible and you just put your finger down on the page and right there, that will be the answer to what you should do. Well, it was about three years later that he saw Frank and Frank uh, was wearing a Gucci suit and was wearing had a Rolex watch on and had just gotten out of a brand new Mercedes. And he said, Well, Frank, I'm just so glad to see you doing so well. I'm just so glad you came out of your funk and your your problem that you were in. And he said, Yeah, preacher, I owe it all to you. I did exactly what you said. I went home and opened the Bible and put my finger down, and there was the answer. And the preacher said, Well, what was the answer? He said, Chapter 11. Well, now that's not the way you're supposed to use the Bible. That's not the way that he wants us to speak to you. The thing is, the thing is about it all is that uh, he just, uh, anyway, I've got to get over that myself now. (laughs) He cares about you. He wants to speak to you through his word. And uh, I just want to encourage you. This is one of the things to in this day and age, God's word is being discounted, is being discredited, is being just tossed aside. And it's in this environment that everywhere I have gone, this is what I have heard. Uh, the message of the day is open your heart to God's word and trust that it is his word for you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for your word and we thank you for your call to us today to trust in you and your word and in your compassion, your mercy, and your grace. I pray, O God, that you'll just speak to all of our hearts as we go forth this day in different ways through your word and through the presence of your spirit in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.